Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. In you, 913-576-7610 is the phone number. The Jay Southland Tow Service text line, 913-576-7610. Denzel Perryman has now been uh, traded over, according to Adam Schefter, to the uh, to the Raiders again. going to be a backup uh, with the Panthers. The Panthers get their sixth-round pick. Raiders get seventh in Perryman per sources. Of course, uh, earlier today, a trade goes down with the Patriots. In the Rams, Sony Michelle going to the Rams where he's connected back with his high school running back coach. A pair of late-round draft picks, L.A. sending a 2022 fifth and a six-round selection to the Patriots. Harris is the running back in New England, so it didn't matter to them. But those picks could convert to a fourth-rounder if the Rams receive a compensatory four-round selection. Also, Teddy Bridgewater named the starter in Denver. That eagerly anticipated battle, Bridgewater Lock. Thought Lock played, yeah. Bridgewater's been good. I'll, I'll say he's been good. I thought Lock had the upper hand in week one. Second week, not so much. Trevor Lawrence named the starter with the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's the comings and goings of the NFL. You're going to see a lot of this, including a lot of interested teams to see who the Chiefs end up waving on that offensive line. Because they've gotten to the point like John Schneider in Seattle. Like you hover around what he's cutting. Ron Parker, Spencer Ware, those type of guys, right? You hover around what they're cutting and see if there's any value to you and the Kansas City Chiefs. But just some interesting things. Some trade winds blowing, but Again, you know, if teams done anything to really scare you, no, they haven't. ESPN released their uh, power rankings today. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs are number one. Their person on the hot seat, though, because they put a person on the hot seat with all the teams. They said McCole Hardman. I don't think he's on a hot seat, but he's on a – to make the roster. But it's a seat to better produce for this football team. We all know he's got the ability, but again, that Sammy Watkins, you know, when he was hurt last year, there was an opportunity for McCole Hardman to step up, and he wants to. I know he changed his what? Uh, is it Twitter? I or Instagram just, or something like that. I don't know about Twitter, but it was like a Jeff Schwartz thing, talking about yeah. the Chiefs need an identifiable number two wide receiver for McCole Hardman. 
So I don't know. You know, I I, I do. And I know you're a K-State guy, Grant, but uh, Byron Pringle, man, he's under-talked about. He just keeps delivering each and every time, plus probably a kick returner for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. First love catch to, in the Super Bowl came from Byron Pringle. Love to get, love to see BP get some run. I think he's good, man. I mean, he's not going to blow you away necessarily, but he can definitely. He's solid. Well, the writing's on the wall for McCole, and I think this stuff can be good, especially. You know, it's one thing if somebody in the media says something, or or just somebody on Twitter says something negative to you. They take that with a grain of salt. But it's a different thing when your head coach is sending out a message for you to up your game. This was Andy Reid earlier this week on McColl's night against the uh, Cardinals. He did have that touchdown catch, but let some uh, drop. And 50% of his catches weren't caught. But here's uh, Andy on McColl's night. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, it was a last-minute fill in that, in that position. So, But that's his deal. I mean, he's got to be ready for that along with everything else. So he had a couple things he'd like to have back. But it was great for he and Pat to communicate in a preseason game and just see how important it is, get it on tape, and see what we're talking about there. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, he made he made some good plays, but he had a couple in there that, that weren't so good. Um, so but he kept battling, I thought, was the important thing. He's playing fast and, and working hard. So He had to step up because Tyree Kill wasn't there. He became target. He's, he was wide receiver number one. Can he handle the situation? Is it too big? But rarely do you head coach. I mean, this is using the media as a tool. Like, hey, man, step up your game. And I told you why, like, when Andy Reid was praising Jody Fortson, the stuff means a lot because he's, he's not afraid to call you out either. And I thought that was uh, good stuff for McColl to hear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be challenging. I mean, here's the thing about the Chiefs wide receivers. Next year in a draft in the first round, I think might be a year where you talk about wide receivers. Because last year was all about the offensive line until they make that deal for Orlando Brown. I mean, there's been different needs with the Chiefs bulking up the linebacker core. They've done that with Willie Gay and Nick Bolton the last couple of drafts. The last two, they spent, you know, Creed Humphrey and Niang. Niang was a former third-round pick, opted out last year with Trey Smith, the six-rounder, and Creed Humphrey there. I mean, there, there's, you know, still get value with the offensive lineman, third or fourth round, whatever you decide to do. But I think next year is going to be kind of a fun year. We are talking about adding a wide receiver piece. They stand about six and a half million under the cap right now. I mean, they could still make a play for Juju. Obviously, they like Juju for that X position with the Kansas City Chiefs because they made a play for Juju, and he decided to stay in Pittsburgh, but it's just a one-year deal. There's a lot of free agent wide receivers next year on the market. So it could be free agent, or it could be somebody through the draft for the Chiefs. But I feel because they've been so line-heavy and defense-heavy, I've in a, you know running back last year with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the draft before this one, I feel that wide receivers now on the table for the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. Find out who you guys are. Who, who do you want to go forward with? McColl getting Ernest Cape, D-Rob. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you know, special teams not going to be his thing if you listen to Dave Tobe yesterday. And you're not counting on that with the Marcus Robinson. But again, who's going to earn their keep? Byron Pringle. Make a break gear for him, I think, you know, to earn his keep with his team. All he does is catch everything thrown to him. So the Chiefs were one. The Bucks were two. The Bills were three. The Packers four. The Rams fifth. The Ravens sixth. The Browns seventh. Do you notice anything there with the top seven teams? I mean, it's hard to argue with this list. I know it's a preseason rankings and all that, but 
These are their post-draft rankings. But Cleveland, you see in week one, they're seventh. Baltimore Ravens, you see in week two, they're sixth. The Buffalo Bills are ranked third. You see them in week five. Again, these first five weeks for the Chiefs are so imperative, right? But they're getting them in a time where it kind of fits what the Chiefs do. Mahomes is 10-0 in September. Andy Reid 19-5 with the Chiefs in, in the month of September. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs get out of the starting blocks good. I mean, yeah, if you want to go back and look at maybe previous years and think, well, did they get off the starting? Well, they certainly did when Andy Reid first got here in 13. 2014, they were 7-3, and three, ended up finishing 9-7. and seven. So it's whatever you want to say about it. But, again, three of these teams that are some of the best in the NFL in the top seven in the power rankings. And then the Chargers are sprinkled in there. Chance to show them something they need. They need some tough love from the Kansas City Chiefs. But a lot of these teams, like the Ravens, six. I like the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. What he did, they took a step last year when the playoff game, but can they beat the Chiefs? Like Lamar Jackson's 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. Mayfield's 0-2. Josh Allen 0-2. Do you think any of those streaks end this year? Do, does Which one is the most likely for you to see be a, a stumbling block for the Chiefs? Out of those teams, I mean... And the timing, too. I I would... I hate to do this, but... Because, I mean, obviously, if you're getting the schedule out and go wins or losses, but you look at the road games. Although, it hasn't really... The Chiefs were 8-0 on the road last year. Again, you could say, well, they didn't play in front of any fans. Or they played in limited capacity. They played in front of a bunch of cards where they were 8-0 on the road. But the year before, they were 7-1 without COVID. You know, so they're fifteen and one on the road the last two years. It's pretty damn good. Again, pretty good. The defense is better. Defense is much better. I think the Chiefs have a top ten defense this year. To be honest with you, I think they've climbed from seventeenth to number ten. It's hard to argue when you see what they've done at camp and what they've done in the preseason. Defense travels. Patrick Mahomes travels. Like him as a quarterback travels. Doesn't matter really where he plays, including the moon. He's going to be good. Like the Chiefs are set up to win at home and the road. This is how you get to do it when you're building a good football team. You build a team that can win games on the road, and that's what they've done. Like, I, I'm not concerned about them playing on the road because, to be honest with you, I think that kind of motivates them a little bit. They want to go into somebody else's house and but say, they, hey, they're we're the still villain. the top dogs. Yeah. They're the villain now. Yeah. You know, people people see the Chiefs on the schedule like, oh, you know, when other teams are filling out their W's and L's, oh, we got to go to Kansas <laughs> City. L. <laughs> oh, we got to go to Kansas City. Like, how many people in Buffalo legitimately, like if you're being not a homer, but legitimate, you say, man, they've got to go to Kansas City. Uh, we're playing 720 on Sunday night. They're going to be fired up. That crowd's going to be liquefied by the time they get in Arrowhead Stadium. That's going to be a pretty hot game, dude. And Cleveland, if you're Cleveland, what are you thinking? Like the Chiefs got you. Like You're playing the Chiefs at the wrong time. Absolutely. You, Andy Reid is so good after a bye week with 18 and three. And New England found this out a few years ago when Chiefs played him in week one. That's when Cream Hunt, the, the showcase game for him, they were doing the banners for the Super Chiefs beat him. Do you give Andy Reid all that time? That's why he's good in September, man. You give him, it's like one big ass bye week. And then there's Cleveland. Cleveland is 0 15 and 1. Since 2005 in openers. Now I get it. Cleveland has sucked Most for a long time. Most of the teams time. have been terrible. Yeah. A couple years ago, they did tie the Steelers. I hate ties, but they tied them. Last year, they got pounded by the Ravens. 
38 to 6. But then turned out to be a playoff team. I definitely think of the three games, the Ravens game is the one that kind of gives me the heebie jeebies the most. What did last Just year? Just because it's kind of like a weird, almost trap game. It's not the first game, it's the second game. Eh. What well, did last year to me a little bit? Because when you say it, they say, man, the Chiefs, are they really going to run the table? Like, they have to pay a loss somewhere. Where would it be? Like, where would it be? But then the Chiefs went to Baltimore, and they were no problem. Like, I think Chiefs are in their head, to be honest with you. But Cleveland, Baltimore, the Chargers, at Philly, you know Reed will be up for that. And everybody in the front office that came from Philly. And then Buffalo. Before kind of playing Washington, at Washington, good defense there. (laughs) Going with Fitzmagic. And then at Tennessee. Again, Tennessee is one of those teams a lot of people high on because Julio Jones. But I think that's a team that you look at Derrick Henry, Henry being the public enemy number one. He is that offense. How he goes, they go. Not only that, they were 28th in defense last year. Julio Jones doesn't play defense. Oh, they brought in Bud Dupree. Well, he's not ready to go. 100%. He will be by that time. He tore his ACL last year. But again, is that going to be the end-all, be-all? Are they going to be able to jump defense because of just Bud Dupree? Essentially, the biggest star they brought in on the defense. Julio Jones can be fine, but again, he doesn't play defense. So I'm curious. But again, seven weeks in the season, you could throw the Tennessee Titans, who a lot of people have a lot out there. The Chiefs could, I mean, they could be stamping this AFC by then. Stamping it. Because if one of these teams like Baltimore or the Chargers at home or Buffalo beats the Chiefs, they'll get run. Trust me, they will. The Colin Cowards of the world and everybody else be. If Buffalo comes into Kansas City and wins, they'll get all the talk. Even though they're 0-2 last year against the Chiefs, they'll get the run. And do you all, to be honest with you, when they get the run, that'll just piss the Chiefs off more. Oh, really? Oh, really? Is that what you think? (laughs) So we'll see. That's what's going to happen, though. That's 100% what's going to happen. Coming up next, though, the second half of the Josh Vernier with Nikki Lopez Interviews, really good stuff by Vern. We posted up at 610sports.com on our 435 podcast network later, but that's next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big and Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. 35 minutes off your life for a hot dog. We think that's doing the joy chestnut, if true. He's in, a, he's in a world of trouble. Yeah, I'm serious, man. You're shoveling down 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. You've been a, what, 14-time mustard belt champion? <laughs> That's a lot of time, man. It is, man. It is. I don't know. I like hot dogs. Nicky um, Lopez sat down with Josh Furnier. Really good stuff. We had the first half of the interview uh, last hour. Here's the second half of Nicky Lopez. Has really seen a resurgent. Why? Here's Vern with Nicky. Hopefully Mondi's healthy all of next season. Maybe Junior's up with you guys at some point next season. How, how do you view that with what you've done defensively, likely to be up for a gold glove, hitting consistently in the two spot? How do you view competition among teammates? Because on the outside, you know what medium fans do. We pit you guys right. up against one another, and it's either Bobby or it's Nikki or it's my. How do you view competition like that? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's the type of team that we need to be because ultimately we're all going to play together. <laughs> we're all going to be on the same team and we're all going to play together. And I think, I mean, I know the media and everyone, they kind of look at it as a competition, but in the inside the clubhouse, we view it as how can we make each other better? How can we bring the best out of each other? So being able to play with Mondi, obviously Witt and soon Junior coming up, is I think it's going to be a recipe for success and it'll bring the most out of us. And I know there's going to be some speed on the base pass for sure. And there's going to be some, um, you know, some good defense too. Bobby seems like the kind of kid that understands the role first year in a big league clubhouse seemed like he kept to himself. Mondi's always been endlessly polite, but always tough to get to know what, what's your relationship with those two guys? Oh, they're, they're great. I have the utmost respect for Mondi utmost respect for Bobby Witt. I've said that before. It's it's easy to root for those guys because they're such good people. You know, you see sometimes that, you know, guys with a crazy amount of success and they're not humble or they're not respectable guys. And it's hard to it's hard to look at them like that and, and kind of talk talk good about them. But these guys are so humble. So they do their job. They're they're great guys in the clubhouse, off the field. And um, it's easy to root for guys like that. So you know, I'm the biggest fans for those guys, biggest fans for Mondi and 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 Junior and obviously Witt. And that's something about our, our team, though, is that we have a lot of good, good dudes, a lot of guys that are easy to root for. And um, the future future is definitely bright, though. Speaking of that future, uh, Witt has said the team could do a better job of being more even keel over the course of the season. Said he thinks that's the lesson learned in that clubhouse this year. Would you agree, and what do you think your role is going to be in, in maintaining uh, even keelness, if that's a word, inside the clubhouse? No, yeah, definitely even keel. I think it's one of those things that we got to, you know, look forward to kind of just like we're doing this. I mean, this this stretch has been great. We're going in. We're, we're all, you know, hanging out in the clubhouse. We're a tight-knit group talking to one another, you know, not very, not very tense, not very, you know, you know uptight. Um, and we're going out and we're and we're putting a great product on the field. We're we're pitching well. We're playing great defense, and we're we're um, you know clicking on the offensive end too. So 
I, I've said this before. It's just one of those things that when you have success like this, even though it's, you know, late in the season and um, we're not where we want to be, but it's easy to take note of this and kind of look at it as like, all right, we're going up against, you know, a first place team and we're, we're holding our own and we're, and we're putting together really good games. And it's, it's, it's nice to see. And it's, it's kind of, you look forward to the future because it's like, all right, if we can do this and we can add some pieces, who knows what happens. When you, when you look at the arms you guys have, these young arms, I'm, I'm wondering if you could just give me a, a quick thing that impresses you from your vantage point at shortstop with Lynch, Hernandez, Bubit, Singer, those 2018, the under 25 guys. Yeah, the, the, the thing that impresses me the most is when they're, they're best, when they're having success, they're throwing all pitches, all their pitches for strikes. They're throwing, they're commanding the zone. They're going right at these hitters and, you know, they're not, I wouldn't say veterans, but they're not veterans yet. And they're, they're attacking, they're going right at them. And that's what, as an infielder, that's what we like. That's what we like. We like action. We like balls put in play or obviously strikeouts, but when you go right at them, um, it's easy to play behind guys like that. And, um, you know, there, there are some bulldogs on the, on the mound and, uh, and they're only going to get better too. So this is, this is awesome to see. Awesome to see that they're having some success. And uh, we look forward to them continuing it. Nastiest pitch currently in the rotation is is which which offering pitch? Oh boy, a singer sinker is is pretty when it when it's on that thing is uh, that thing is moving <laughs> quite a bit. But obviously, uh, I like I like seeing Carlos Hernandez light up the the radar gun as well. Everyone likes feel a little bit of velo, so when he's hitting you know 99, 98, 100. As a starting pitcher, that's that's pretty special as well. He seems like he can lean on you in the box. I would not want no. that. He's a big boy. No question. Nikki, thank you very much for the time today. Best of luck. Keep it up, man. Uh, really, really enjoy watching your ball out there, man. I appreciate it, Vern. Thank you so much. Great stuff from Vern and Nikki Lopez. You can check out the full interview tonight when it's posted, I believe, on 610sports.com, 435 Podcast Network. They like the velo, man. Everybody likes the velo. I like the velo when they dial the radio. Who doesn't like that stuff, right? It would drive a guy like Leo Mazzoni, the former Braves pitcher coach, nuts because they're just working on velo and nothing else. Guy's arms, guy's getting Tommy John because they're throwing hard. But, again, I think we all like seeing the scoreboard and seeing how fast those pitches come in. By the way, speaking of uh, watching the scoreboard and looking at numbers and stats, baseball savant, something I go to quite a bit. Uh, Grant, I'll show you. Eggs of velocity on the hits, home run distance, stuff like that. Miguel Snow hit one 116.7 off the bat. It went 495 feet. That is tattooing a baseball. Tonight, did he hit that one? Tonight, yeah. Ooh. So, no, 495. That's one pretty One of the gnarly. longest home runs hit. I mean, you're five feet short of 500, you know, 500 feet. It's an, it's an unbelievable shot from Miguel Snow. Regardless, anyway, you can catch up that uh, Vern and Nikki Lopez on the website. Good stuff. Earlier this program, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew Drew joined me, and we talked a lot about the running back position, the offensive line, and, of course, his time with Eric Bieniemy. He was his running back coach back at UCLA. Discuss that and who's next, who should be considered the Chiefs' biggest challenger next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big and Nigel Bankley, Grant Nicholson, two days away from the Kansas City Chiefs, Minnesota Vikings, preseason game number three, and then it's it. By Tuesday, teams have to get down from 80 to 53 guys for the 53-man roster, and then we sit and wait a week and enjoy some college football in the meantime and get to the NFL in a couple of weeks against the Cleveland Browns. Maurice Jones-Drew, three-time All-Pro, works for NFL Network as an analyst, Really good stuff. Played with Eric Bieniemy for three or for three years when he was his running backs coach at UCLA. Joined the program earlier. He's here's MJD. My pleasure to be joined by. I've been joined by him before. We're my favorite guest, Maurice Jones-Drew, analyst from NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter at m at j at d m m j d. Eight thousand one hundred seven or sixty-seven yards rushing. Three-time All-Pro and Pro Bowl, but All-Pro as well. And a former All-American, over 70 touchdowns in the National Football League, both rushing and receiving. What's up, Maurice? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. You accomplished quite a bit as an all-around back, man. That, that All-Pro stuff sticks out. You're twice first team, once second team. I, mean, I know you made Pro Bowls, but that All-Pro, that's a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, they don't they don't talk about the All-Pro stuff as much. Yeah. But it was, it, was, it was fun being named as one of as the best back in the National Football League for a couple of years was really exciting. Maurice, I'm going to talk to you about the, the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, in the National Football League. But, you know, one of the stories, you know, just following on Twitter, you were down there in Jacksonville, and you were talking to Travis Etienne, and, man, what a blow that was to that backfield. I was looking at that Jags backfield. You look at with some of these other, you know, backfields, like, like in Cleveland with Los Angeles. That was something that Trevor Lawrence really to help him before that injury. You know, you know what, and I think they'll continue to try to do that. I know Travis Etienne was a big blow with the Liz Frank injury, but they're gonna they, they still have James Robinson who has a thousand thousand yards, Carlos Hyde who's been a really good back uh, in this league, and I'm sure they'll go and grab another person as well because they do want to run the ball to help out their quarterback and helping his development. What do you think in the Kansas City situation? I know we talked last year, Maurice, when um, about uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire because. You know, there there was some comp- comparisons uh, to you, and when people like to make comparisons, I like to l- let them see them play before you start diving right. into comparisons. But you know, year two, 
you know, everybody's talking about the new offensive line in Kansas City, which is going to be great. It's going to help Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and all that. But it's also going to help the running game as well. It seems like the Chiefs, listening to the enemy, they really want to be concentrating on the run. Just kind of what do you think bringing in a new offensive line, how much that would help a guy like Clyde? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing was um, there was a couple times during the season last year where uh, the Chiefs were inside the five-yard line. They had to throw the yep. ball. They had to be creative to throw the ball. They couldn't get a yard, right? And that and that's something, as a guy who played for Eric Bieniemy, as a guy who played for uh, your offensive line coach, uh, Coach Heck, mm-hmm. and as a guy that's ran the ball in the league, like you should be able to get a yard. And so it was something they wanted to do that they, they wanted to address. You had some injuries on that offensive line as well. And so, as you can see, when they drafted uh, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, he's a run guy. He can pass block and roll. He's an all-around player, but he's a really good run blocker from the center position. You go and trade for your left tackle out of Baltimore, um, who's a run, a mauler, right? Um, and so, for me, they, they, they built this lineup. Joe Tooney is another guy. They built this lineup. Trey Smith out of Tennessee. All these guys, you went, you saw the uh, Chiefs go and get. Those guys that can run block as well as pass block. And so they yeah. want to be more balanced. Yeah, that's what they're what they're looking for. Maurice, when you played, the linemen always tell you they like the run block. I mean, they take satisfaction, you know, getting the running back. to You were an NFL rushing leader one year in 2011, more yards than anybody else. But what kind of pride do these offensive line take in run blocking? We all know, you know, you pass block for Patrick Mahomes, but it seems inherently a lot of linemen love to flatten people for the running game. Well, first of all, it's easier, right? You're going forward and not backwards. Um, I think if you just look at it, offensive linemen have probably the toughest position because you have to kick, kick step and protect the guy, uh, hoping that he's at his spot where a guy is probably more athletic than you is coming forward. Right. So they have probably the toughest position on the field. So we can get our line to go forward and, and use our, our technique and our, our weight and our strength and push guys off the ball. It'll slow them down as they pass us. Cause now we can play action pass and do a little bit more, um, down the field type of type of routes instead of, Patrick kind of holding the ball and scrambling around and then getting the guys down the field, you know? Um, and, and to be honest with you, it breaks the will of a defense, of a team, if you can run the ball on them. If you look at what the Cleveland Browns are doing, they were able to turn around their program literally in two years. One, because they had a ton of draft picks from, or I say like three to four years. They got a ton of draft picks from the Sashi Brown era. Um, then the other GM comes in who was in Kansas City, brings in all these players, and then you bring in a coach who wants to run the ball and brings in a culture and all of a sudden, they're one of the top teams in the AFC within a four-year span. And so, to me, it's about, it's about those guys really um, breaking the will of the teams the way they run the ball. So when you look at the Chiefs, they want to go back and they want to break the will of the defense and of a team by running the ball down their throat and still having that threat of Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball in the field. Now, don't get me wrong. When you pay a guy half a billion dollars, you're going to throw the ball. Let's be honest. They're going to throw the ball but they also want to be able to run the ball and get first downs and score touchdowns inside the five. You know what, Maurice? Uh, we're talking to Maurice Jones-Drew from NFL Network. And, Maurice, when you look at the offensive line, you know, there's Tooney and Orlando Brown on one side, but they're starting three rookies, rookie center, rookie right guard, rookie right tackle. In the history of the NFL, it's kind of unprecedented, you know, for a team that's gone the back-to-back Super Bowls to flip the offensive line. But, you know, just watching these guys up at training camp, their mentality, you mentioned you played for Andy Heck. You know down deep that if they weren't ready and they, they were just playing like rookies, they would not be protecting Patrick Mahomes. Andy Heck would not be playing them on the offensive line. So a little bit of comfort there for Kansas City fans, right, that they're not going to put guys out there to play that aren't ready to protect a half-billion-dollar quarterback. 
Oh, no. I, I mean, that's a decision that, that goes from the bottom to the top, right? That, that mm-hmm. goes through Eric Bieniemy, that goes through Andy Reid, that goes through your GM, and it goes through your owner, right? So that's a, that's a decision that is, you know, we feel comfortable. This is how these guys are looking. This is how they're playing. We're excited about what they're doing, and this is what we're going to do. Um, and then those guys have to continue to play and get better. Um, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, they, I trust and believe in Eric Bieniemy. I trust and believe in Andy Heck, and I trust and believe in Andy Reid. And I think those three alone, if they agree with that, then as for what they've done with this Chiefs team to get them over the hump and get those guys rolling, you have to, we all have to trust, right? To be, go, to be able to go to three AFC championships and two, and two Super Bowls in, in a three-year span is unheard of. So um, you, you trust what they do, and you just hope that those rookies are ready to go, and I think they will be. Um, I believe that, you know, again, they, they still have those weapons on the outside if they need to get the ball out quick. But they'll, design, they'll have plays designed ready to go. And so, for me, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how everyone's utilized. I'm excited to see what this offense, this new vamp offensive line looks like because it has so much promise that it can be really good. Uh, I can't wait to see what, what they, they do this year. Maurice, you were at uh, UCLA 03 through 05, same time as Eric Bieniemy. Um, any funny stories early on the line from Eric Bieniemy? We all <laughs> think he should be a head coach. We all know he should be a head coach. He will be a head coach. But he's also the best talker out of the bunch. Oh, listen, he, he, uh, EB is a, a great dude. Um, I tell people all the time, you know, he's a leader of men, uh, especially to get a young kid like me who was like crazy at 18, but to get me to focus not only on football, but on my schoolwork and being a better person. Um, you know, he, his, his style of coaching may not fit for everyone, but you respect him. And then to me, that's the most important thing as a coach. You have to have to earn the respect of your players. You may not have to like me as a coach. You may not have to, you know, go, go, go to dinner with me, but you're going to respect me. And he, he, he doesn't have to come. He doesn't command it with his mouth. He commends with his presence and how he goes about his day and his work every day. We were the most prepared group uh, every week. We knew everything the other team was going to do. And if you look at his track record, everywhere he's gone, he's had success in those positions and when he's calling the plays. And so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him this year. I think he'll definitely get a job. Um, if he doesn't, you know, which to me, again, this is baffling to me that the Chiefs can go to two Super Bowls and three FC championships and still bring the same offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, and defensive coordinator back. <laughs> right? Crazy. That never happens. So um, if that's the case, Kansas City will keep rolling on, as they always do, right? And, and these yeah. teams will keep losing because they, they, they're not picking from the team that has the, the best coaches and the best staff. Yeah, I, it still baffles me. You know, you have a guy in like the enemy that's been here since day one of Patrick Mahomes. He's been here since day one of Andy Reid in Kansas yeah. City, and he knows everything. Like Patrick Mahomes is a threat, is a thorn to the AFC. This guy knows Patrick Mahomes inside now and his offensive coordinator. You know, he's been here every step of the way. So it's still baffling to me why people don't take that chance. Uh, Maurice, I saw your article ten, your top ten under the age of twenty five. I like Chase Young a lot. You have him in number 10. He, by the way, commented on Chiefs tackle Lucas Neyang back in college, saying he was the best tackle he faced when Ohio State met up with TCU. But some of the young quarterbacks on here, like Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, you have Deshaun Watson on here as well. You look back at these quarterbacks, you know, in the 80s, you had Marino, Elway, and, and Jim Kelly. Then, of course, it transitioned to Kurt Warner and, and Manning and, and Brady and Breeze. And now the young guns like Mahomes. Who's going to be in that category? Who are we going to look back on in 15, 20 years? Who's going to be right there with Mahomes? You know, challenging. So we're in January having fun playoff matches. Is it Josh Allen? Uh, do you like Baker? 
Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson didn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Is it going to be Lamar Jackson? Who's going to be those quarterbacks that we're talking about like those others? Well, I think, you know, obviously Deshaun has his off-the-field issues, but we saw that wild playoff game already, right, yep. the Texans versus the Chiefs, where the, the Chiefs came back from 24 unanswered, right? It was fun. Or they scored 31 unanswered. Like, those are, like, I think Deshaun, that's why I have him right there. I think Josh Allen and the Bills will be there. Uh, Lamar and Baltimore will always be there because Lamar is such a dynamic player with the ball in his hands. Um, and to me, I mean, Baker may be there. Baker is, I don't think he's as dynamic as, uh, these other guys throwing the ball, but he's a terrific leader and he's a, he does, he does a really good job for his team and their scheme. Um, when you look at some of these other guys, Kyler Murray may come in there okay. soon. Um, I mean, there's a lot of young, talented guys and there's more coming out of college as well, which is crazy to me. Right. And so it's going to be, a, again, you know, some people say the, the position of quarterback is starting to get watered down because there's so many good ones. And so uh, it's going to be exciting. Ryan Tannehill, because of the new weapons, the way he's been playing over the last couple of years, he doesn't get enough credit for how he's played. Um, and so there, there, there's a lot of teams in the AFC that are coming along. Maybe Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy, you know, with the team that he has. So it, it's going to be a lot. But to me, your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, is still the cream of the crop, still the gold standard at that position. Everybody's trying to find them one of those guys. Well, it's going to be fun with Burrow and Lawrence, and I personally like Justin Fields. I think he's going to end up, when he gets his time, he's, he's going to prove a lot of teams wrong, the four teams that passed on him there in the draft for a quarterback when they could have gotten Fields. So the sky's the limit. All right, final question for you, Maurice. Talking to Maurice Jones-Drew, NFL Network, analyst, follow him on Twitter, at MJD. Maurice, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, we, we always talk about it here in Kansas City. Like, who do you consider on that bubble is the biggest threat. Like, we used to look at New England. Like, New England was that team the Chiefs had to get over, that hurdle. But is, is, is it Baltimore? Is it Cleveland? Is it the Buffalo Bills? Uh, the Indianapolis Colts? Can they make a – you know, can they, you know, put a statement forward with that offensive line minus Costanzo? Who do you consider, I guess, the two or three teams as real challengers to the Chiefs in the AFC? Uh, I mean, to me, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Buffalo Bills. Those are the tough teams. And the Colts, the Colts play the Chiefs tough every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on who their quarterback is going to be. Can he stay healthy? But if you look at it, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, you meet them in the AFC Championship game. They had a good lead on you. You come back. Um, the Cleveland Browns took you to the wire. Even though Mahomes got hurt, took you to the wire. And they didn't have Odell Beckham Jr. They added a bunch of more pieces to that, that group. Um, and then you look at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, to me, <laughs> I even I, I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think they're, they're still they have to figure out their offense first throughout the season. They may be a team, but Baltimore is always tough to defend. Always tough to defend because of Lamar Jackson and what they have to do. And they've added some pieces on the on the receiving core. Obviously, Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman, who's a little banged up right now, but he'll be back during the season. Um, they they have weapons, and then defensively, they find a way, and so. Uh, they, they find a way to try to affect your quarterback. That was one of the big games the last couple of years was the Chiefs and the Ravens going at it, right? Um, that's always been a big game. And so I think it'll be another big one this season as well. Still shocked they traded the Chiefs Orlando Brown. I'm still <laughs> shocked. That, that's the piece the Chiefs needed, man. They went ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing the Chiefs needed. But the Vikings and the Chiefs on NFL Network uh, this week at 7 o'clock this Friday at Arrowhead Stadium, you can catch that over, over on NFL Networks where Maurice Drones Drew is an analyst. Maurice, always enjoy your insight. Always enjoy the, uh, your your input on NFL Network and some of the columns you have on NFL.com. 
Much appreciated, my friend. No problem at all. There you go, Maurice Jones-Drew there talking about stories, even Eric being me. Real quick, let's go to the great city of Eudora, Kansas, and talk to Dave. What's up, Dave? Hey, how's it going? Good, Dave. Hey, uh, so a lot of guys always talk about Eric Bieniemy getting a head coaching job. Here, here's just a thought. Uh, Andy Reid's got to retire someday, right? Probably not too far off, I wouldn't think. I, yeah, but, man, I tell you, he's loving coaching, man, with Patrick Mahomes. I So you're – so you're thinking maybe coach and waiting type of deal. I understand that. I mean, we've Guaranteed seen that work. employment. Yeah, we've seen that work in college football and stuff. But I don't know, man. I just He just hasn't got the interest from NFL teams like you'd think he'd get. And just like Marie said, it's so weird, Dave, when you have a whole coaching staff coming back, essentially. I mean, there's a few changes. Like Ken Flagel here now as outside linebacker coach, but essentially like Matt House, Brendan Daly, Steve Spagnola, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Kafka, Andy Reid. Rarely do you see that happen with teams that have success. Usually the whole tree's rated. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a good but, thought. But though. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it, and that's and that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes. He's got a long career coming. You just sit back and wait. Bam, your opportunity comes up. Guaranteed employment. Good stuff. 100% agree with you, Dave. I appreciate the call from Eudora, Kansas, home of the best tight ends, uh, class of 2023. Jaden Ham, best tight end in the city. I'm not up to date on 2023 tight end prospects from Kansas. No. That's on me. My Here, bad. Kansas starts high school football next Friday, Missouri, this Friday. Get and watch some high school football. So it was uh, MJD. There's some news about the Big 12 that came out earlier about schools that uh, want to join the Big 12. There's actually quite a few of them. I'll explain that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. By the way, Eudora has one. It's a small town, but it's got one of the best barbecue restaurants I've ever had. Bar Bar. Those guys I started out in the garage. They've already got their own place now. Had a food truck. I love seeing that, man. It's like the American success story. I like seeing the growth and development. It's almost like I knew them as babies. Now look at them. They're full-grown adults with their own brick-and-mortar establishment. Love that stuff, man. I guess they just like barbecue too much. That could be a problem. How could it be a problem? It's a good problem. I was about to say, that's not really a problem. It will always have some with Carrington and Mitch Schwartz doing those barbecue challenges. I had some today. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always stuff laying around, always good stuff, especially in this town. I mentioned the Big 12. Uh, Max Olson from The Athletic tweeted out earlier today, the Big 12 has heard, so we had Nick Bromberg on at 7 o'clock talking college football and what happens to the Big 12. The Big 12 has heard from 15-plus Schools, mostly from the AAC in Mountain West. Remember when it was talked about, could they be poaching Big 12 teams? Well, they went in. They went in. I mean, there's certain schools, to be honest with you, Grant. And I, you know, you listen to Nick and what he was saying. Obviously, obviously, they're not bringing the cachet of Texas and Oklahoma. Say what you want about Texas. And I hear people say, well, they suck and all that. Well, they haven't done well, I'll be honest with you. But they're still a brand. And people watch Texas, love them or hate them. People like, sometimes people just like watching them lose. 
So horns down and watch them lose. Oklahoma is obviously the national power, but 50% of this conference's revenue could be going bye-bye just because those teams leaving. Yeah, it feels pretty bad. Feels really, 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 really bad. I mean, they can go aggressive. I always thought Bob Bowlesby, he's he was on that play, you know, expansion committee to twelve. You gotta be on offense, man. If you're they should have been on offense the whole time. Like Greg Sankey, the SEC dude was on offense. Yeah, he should have been. Bowlesby should have been on offense. They had a chance to expand a couple years ago and they didn't do it. They didn't take that opportunity to kind of bolster the conference. Now, would Texas and Oklahoma still left? Maybe. Very good possibility. Like the Mountain West, who's knocking the door? Obviously, Nick Bromberg was talking about Boise State, you know, national brand. Again, it's not about the television markets anymore. The court has been cut. There's a few teams in the AAC. If I'm the Big 12, I would be interested in. Of Central course, Florida? It ended, yeah, absolutely. But independent, like BYU would be one of my targets. Because that, that's a national brand. That's a national brand. The Cincinnati Bearcats would be number one priority from the AAC if there's an opportunity. Houston, maybe. Again, we're not as concerned with the market size now, but UCF clearly in the AAC. But Cincinnati, definitely. They're, what, what, eighth in the country coming up this year? I mean, Cincinnati's been a damn good football team. They really have been. So that would be one of my targets. BYU would certainly be a target. I mean, it's, you can't replace Texas and Oklahoma. You just can't do it. Now, you got to have your members not flirt with other schools and other conferences. you got to stop the flirtation. They got it, their work cut out for them. I mean, because what, everybody's talking. Everybody keeps talking. If, like, Kansas, whatever, I don't think they're going to the Big Ten because, again, football drives the bus. But if some team like Iowa State or Kansas State up and leaves, conference crumbles, man. That's a damn shame, especially growing up around these parts, Big 8, Big 12. Just a damn shame. So thanks to uh, Maurice Jones-Drew for joining us tonight. Thanks to uh, Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports joining us as well. And a huge thanks to you, Grant Nicholson. You like that barbecue I provided you? I did. I thought it was really good. That was my dinner. Yes. I, I appreciate it. I had that as well, my friend. And no, I didn't pay for it. Thanks, CDOT. Anyway, talk to you guys tomorrow night. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 